America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot of information on the leaker. Mm-hmm. Been a lot of leaking going on. Yeah, so the feds have arrested the dude who leaked a ton of top-secret information to his buddies online in a chat room called Thug Shaker Central. I love that. <laughs> he was the OG of yep. Thug Shaker Central. Uh, he's a 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman named Jack Teixeira. He was a uh, computer tech. Basically, I mean, just working on network hubs and whatnot and troubleshooting computer issues. He wasn't working in a federal capacity. But for some reason, he had access to a ton of top-secret information. How? That's We it, don't know yet, but how? It, it, again, I'll, I mentioned it yesterday. After the whole Bradley Manning thing, you would think, you would at least limit if this is such crucial information you would at least kind of limit who has access to it and it's like computer tech in massachusetts is able to log on and get this information and show off to his buddies on thug shaker central yes it's it's crazy to me (laughs) because we're talking about you know you hear the media talking about this highly sensitive material Mm -hmm. it's changed the world how did this dude get his hands on it? Yeah. Could fold up the papers and take them home? <laughs> I don't know. That, I know. I you know. hear those reports, you're like, wh- what? Well, and and the thing is, it's not like this guy was super sophisticated either. One of the reasons he got busted was because the photos of the documents that he posted online included a bunch of clues with items in the background that included uh, some Gorilla Glue, a Boston Red Sox hat, hunting right. magazines. It's like it was not difficult to find out who this dude was. No. No. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that they have to figure out is how did this happen? What happened? Right. Yeah, what happened? So, who knows? I still think he's just a fall guy. Okay. I got that. Different people were asking me about that last night. Lay that out, please, David. So part of it is, uh, let's just say for the sake of argument, I'm I'm just going to throw out this theory here, that somebody in Ukraine leaked this out online in order to gin up more support for sending materials to Ukraine. Because a lot of this material shows that Ukraine is losing and losing badly in this war, despite what we have heard over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. they do this to expose how weak they are and now of course a bunch of people are going to say well we got to we got to be there for our friends right that no whatever you know yeah and uh, that would be humiliating on many levels for the government to acknowledge because one it acknowledges that they're not very trustworthy 
And then two, they don't really take uh, classified information very seriously. So while the idea of a 21-year-old dork from Massachusetts leaking this stuff to impress his buddies online yeah. is embarrassing, it's not catastrophically embarrassing. Okay. You know, anything's possible. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, I think you're wrong, David, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I know this, and I know this from the history of media. You take a flyer like that, if you're right, you go legend. <laughs> if you're wrong, who remembers? Right. That's the great rule, except on this show, because we always call each other out. Mm-hmm. That's just part of it. But there are so many different facets to this that are really interesting, because some are likening him to, you know, like an Edward Snowden. You know, like he didn't like what was going on, so he wanted to share with everybody what actually was happening. I don't know that to be true. Maybe. I mean, from the looks of it, it seems like he was just trying to show off. And then I think, well, maybe that's just the media narrative. Mm -hmm. You're not quite sure. You know, and who does this benefit in the end? I don't know. Well, for a while, Legacy Media was saying Russia's behind these leaks. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but we're not quite sure. And something we'll get into later is, was this guy at Fort Bragg or not? Because all these reports, well, when he was doing the leak, he was at Fort Bragg. And then, well, there's no record of him being at Fort Bragg. No, he was at Fort Bragg. Which is it? You would seem you Um, could figure that out one way or another. And why was it that the New York Times found this guy before our government? That doesn't seem to make sense either. Yeah, and to me... I don't know if the Ukraine-specific example or theory that I just threw out there is right or wrong. I have no idea. Maybe it is completely just a figment of my imagination. I told you I I don't have any insider knowledge of any of this. We mentioned this yesterday. We have gut conversations. Not going to pretend to be experts, but sometimes just common sense rules the day. But my point is a lot of this doesn't really add up. To me, and this does kind of feel like a smokescreen for something else. Yeah, I know. I said yesterday, and that might have been off air. Was okay. What do they not want us to pay attention to right now? You have to ask these questions, and I don't think we would have done that ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But after everything we've seen over the last seven years, how can you trust any of these people? You can't. They've proven that you cannot trust them. Meanwhile, CNN. They have Andrew McCabe on staff, yeah, <laughs> which is still hilarious if you take a step back and look at that. Well, um, but they had him on talking about how bad leaking is. Yeah, they, they brought in their paid contributor, Andrew McCabe, who was the acting director of the FBI in 2017. He got fired for leaking classified information to the Wall Street Journal and other media outlets. Okay. That's crazy. And then he lied to investigators when they were trying to find out who was leaking this information. Listen to this guy. The the shamelessness of it as he's breaking down how serious this really is. Okay. Well, you never want to think that someone who's been entrusted with that level of security clearance would do such a thing. But the fact is that I've done it myself. Right. Yes. (laughs) It's quite easy to do if you are a person who has decided to uh, to uh, violate your oath, to violate the training and the, the rules that you operate under, and to proactively make a decision to break the law, which it appears that that's what Mr. Teixeira has done here. In fairness, that is an expert opinion. I'm just yes. going to say that. I mean, you want to learn about thieving? Talk to a thief. Yeah. Yeah. He knows how the code is cracked. Heck Absolutely. Yeah. 
You know, Clarice wanted to talk to some serial killers, okay, <laughs> to figure out who the serial killer was. That's just part of the deal. Yeah, I'm that makes sense. I'm reminded of the whole, the whole building, the whole whereabout, the whole spy thing that goes on within our network. It's like Leslie Nielsen is running our... <laughs> <laughs> it's like... He's Fred Drummond, and he's up there <laughs> running everything. It's insane. Okay. Uh, so with all of this going on, we'll see what happens. You know, I know he's a 22-year-old man. You see the picture. I keep calling him a kid. I know he's a grown man, but he looks like a kid, yeah. I guess, to share a, um, But, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt he's in a lot of trouble. Because especially with the Department of Justice where it is right now, uh, it's not going to be favorable for him. And I'm not making the case that they should just let him go. No, he did something you cannot do. But I think this story, David, illustrates there, <laughs> the scales of justice aren't quite the same depending on your politics. No. Uh, a transgender left-wing terrorist who committed an anti-Catholic hate crime is probably not going to jail because the Biden administration is only recommending probation for this person. Maeve Nota is her name. She identifies as a man. Uh, last June, reacting to the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, she went to a Catholic church in Bellevue, Washington, and smashed windows, defaced a bunch of statues, wrote bleep Catholics and other hateful messages on the walls, and uh, spray-painted a church employee as well. That's assault, brother. Um, the Justice Department just charged her with a misdemeanor and is recommending just three years of probation when she's sentenced in June. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's so maddening. You know, and I know there's been a lot written about this just recently. How long can we continue <laughs> with a basically one-tier justice system right now before people snap? Because, yeah, that's ridiculous. And that is Merrick Garland's Justice Department under Biden. It, <laughs> it's maddening. I'll just leave it at that for now. I want to get to this clip of Biden because I haven't heard this. A lot of times <laughs> oh. I will not listen to the I'm Biden not, clips until the show laugh, starts. laugh on my part. Yeah. Um, so, David, you have this. Joe Biden gave a speech in Dublin yesterday, and here's how he ended it. <laughs> okay. There's nothing our nations can't achieve if we do it together. I really mean it. So thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick, lick the world. Let's get it done. <laughs> let's go lick let's the go world. Let's go lick the world. Yeah. That was the Kiss Tour, 1983. The Look It Up Tour. What does this have to do with anything? I was going to say, the, the Dalai Lama just donated to his campaign. <laughs> yeah, he's mentally fit. Let's go lick, lick the world. Let's get it done. Let's go lick the world. Joe Biden, let's go lick the world. World Tour 2023. First we sniffed it. Now we're licking it. World Tour 23. Joe Biden. Oh, dear goodness. It never ends. Okay, there's a lot to get to. Let's go lick the world. Yes. Let's go lick, lick the world. Let's get it done. Golly. Wow. Uh, one ex-Biden official has avoided jail time. <laughs> It was the old luggage theft case. We got to get to that and a news update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so some Democrats are calling for Senator Dianne Feinstein to resign. Yeah, saying, uh, sexist bunch of misogynists. 
Well, they're saying it's not because she's a woman. It's because she can't put a sentence together. Well, well, when did that ever stop anybody in that party from running for anything? Right. Or being elected? Well, I think she had some failures, too. They've had enough, and now she's holding up business for the Democrats. She's saying, I need a little time. She's got the freaking shingles. Yep. That's yes. terrible for the old people. It's terrible for anybody. I understand. But this isn't the first time people have talked about how she can't do the job anymore. Well, she can, but so what? So you're you're defending her. No, I'm not defending her. I'm just saying that's part of their that's part of their platform. Got it. Well, Representative Ro Khanna um was slamming Nancy Pelosi. You might ask, what's Nancy Pelosi have to do with all this? Well, a little too close to home, maybe. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. Um Nancy Pelosi said she finds this whole situation interesting that she got Democrats calling for Diane Feinstein to resign. Said, I don't know what political agendas are at work that are going after Senator Feinstein in that way. I've never seen them go after a man who was sick in the Senate in that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Former right. Senator Mark Kirk, unavailable for comment. <laughs> Very uh, good. Dave. Or how about uh, Fish Lips Franken? Remember that? Because he had a habit of squeezing butts. The Democrats yes, turned on him. They got him to resign. That's right. But he didn't have an illness. Right. Well, except oh. for yeah. an insatiable desire to squeeze <laughs> women's fannies. Yes, he did. It's uncontrollable. He said counseling since he's fine. <laughs> but that's all I could think is when I saw this. And Rokan's like, it has nothing to do with that. Oh. It's because she can't do the job. Well, she's also on a committee he's on, and they want to pass all kinds of crazy legislation. They can't get it done without her. So, well, Yeah, there's a lot of things that yeah. she's holding up. And I mean, you know, again, as we mentioned yesterday, people have to take a cognitive test for a number of different things as you get older. But this, no, it's off limits. You can't ask anyone no. to do that. I mean, if, again... If you've never heard about the New York Times reporting on Dianne Feinstein and the people around her, it's a sad situation, man. She's lost it. She's not all together. No. But then when you're talking about Pelosi, it might be, hey, they could be coming for me next. And I was thinking, you know, she said some things that were pretty weird. And she gets jumbled around in her thoughts. Some mm -hmm. people think that's because of, as Scott would say, oh, she likes that, yeah. But when was this? November 21? Remember they're trying to pass stuff? She can't get it? She's saying... We're, you know, we're, this shouldn't take long to get. The other thing that we're getting are we're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's, it's most of the product that we've done is... And we're just going on with this whole thing. I think even someone at the time put it to, like, dark music, <laughs> to some mood music that made really? that whole bit even better. I had forgotten about this, actually. We may have added in the last day or so. And some of what we added is Senate to the bill, like a hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. Manchin doesn't want hearing in the bill and all that stuff. Um, so some now, of her speech is not embellished. They just put this dark music yeah. behind it to make it seem like an eerie trailer to a horror movie, <laughs> which really works well, I thought. So some is Senate-oriented, and then we had the family medical aid. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some... Oh, 
Who said Diane Feinstein's lost her marbles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also the party that John Fetterman's been at work like four days since he's yeah. been elected. Yeah. Well, well and, and also the same political uh, group that said that Donald Trump was clearly uh, senile because he drank a glass of water using two hands. Yeah. Yes, that's they right. They would I never do that to a man. Joe Biden, Joe Biden proposes licking the world, and that's <laughs> perfectly fine. I think, I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub, because privilege scrub is deadly to a bill. What? It's important. It's, you have to take it out. But privilege violation can take you out. <laughs> Coming this October, Night of the Senile Dead. <laughs> Running your country. Okay. Hey, did you see the update on Sam Britton? Remember Sam? Yeah, that's a, okay. So th- this is the guy who was into like puppy play bondage. And yes. Biden said, that's the guy who should oversee nuclear waste disposal in this country. Yeah, in the energy department. Yeah, and then. And then he left his job because he got caught stealing women's luggage. Yes. And wearing their clothes and wearing in public. Their clothes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I see this update at Daily Wire. It's talking about this dude. Um and how the local news had reported that Britain agreed to pay the victim more than three thousand five hundred dollars. This was the one in Vegas where he stole the clothes. In restitution, received a suspended 180-day jail sentence, meaning that he will serve no time behind bars, assuming he can stay out of trouble. An arrest warrant was issued for Brenton in December for grand larceny with a value between $1,200 and $5,000. He pleaded no contest to misdemeanor theft, which is categorized as an amount less than $1,200. After he was initially charged with a felony, when police believed the amount was 3670 the report said. So that's the latest. No jail time for Sam Britton. Well, he did say he was non-binary, and so I I think a lot of people assumed it was B-I-N-A-R-Y. It was actually (laughs) non-B-U-Y. He doesn't buy things. He just steals them. doesn't believe in spending money. Right. If you can't picture him, he... Well, I think he has red hair, but he's bald. He has shaved it bald. But then he has facial hair and then dresses like a woman. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't it three different times he stole women's at clothes at the airport? That we know of, yeah. Yeah, and one woman's watching TV and like, hey, that's my dress. That's my dress. I made that dress. I made that <laughs> I know. dress. You can't make this up. No. This freaking debacle that we're living in right now. <laughs> Golly. Okay, so intelligence agencies are going to beef up internet monitoring. Really? That and much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. So, David, the intelligence agencies are going to now beef up Internet monitoring. Yeah, well, the Biden administration wants to uh, see how it can expand the monitoring of social media sites and chat rooms after everyone failed to notice that this 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman somehow got his hands on top-secret material and was sharing them on Discord on the thug shaker central chat room by the way i i just i feel contractually obligated to mention that it was called thug shaker central <laughs> i can't get enough of it dude <laughs> and never forget he was the og of the group he was <laughs> <laughs> but here's the rub man and maybe this is the bigger play because I, I still feel like this this doofus 
is just an easy fall guy for something else. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I know. I, I'm just saying it just it feels too convenient to advance other goals, to be able to use it to advance other goals. And one of the things they want to be able to do is look at smaller chat rooms, private chat rooms like, yeah. you know, Thug Shaker Central. Yes. To make sure there's no classified materials. Well, then the question is, what about privacy? What about the Constitution? Well, this administration doesn't care about that. No. And so it's like they're going to use this in order to ramp up an effort to monitor online speech that they find uh, disagreeable, maybe, or potentially threatening. After all, we got to keep the homeland safe, right? You know? Yeah, not only that, I'm sure, and under this administration, they'll be trying to figure out how is the LGBTQ plus community and people of color more even more marginalized from these chat right. rooms. Because <laughs> that's always got to be part of the play. Sure. Well, uh, but at the end of the day, are you saying that you want Thug Shaker Central to go unchecked? Uh, yeah. How about, that's what I'm saying. How about Take care of the other problems in the country first. Don't Don't make other people pay for the mistakes of thug shaker central (laughs) and the inability of the pentagon to keep classified information classified it's remarkable to me because media usually loves leaks right we you you thrive on it you want to know what your government is doing knowing that your government is really only telling you you know at best 10 percent of what it knows and what it's doing but in this case man they circled the wagons helping out the intelligence community glenn greenwald was saying the same thing on Tucker's show last yeah, night. Yeah. You know, being a big part of the Edward Snowden thing. And he was like, you, these people at the Washington Post, at the failing New York Times, you can't call yourselves journalists. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he's saying. But again, man, the New York Times got to this guy's house before the feds did. Yeah. That tells you something. Well, it also tells you that uh, this is just a friendly reminder that every major news institution in America has a small army of former intelligence officials on their payroll. So they are extensions of the intelligence community. Yes. And then helping control the message. And it's just a circle. If the president of their party is then out of office, they'll go back to whatever networks, and then they'll get another president from their party, they'll go back to work for the government, and then they go back to work at CNN. It mm-hmm. seems like it just is a big circle, and it never never no, really ends. It never does. Yeah, there's a lot more to the whole leaking episode that is head-scratching. And, you know, I'm sure this isn't, like, something a lot of people haven't thought about. I just haven't heard a lot of people talking about it. It's that imagine... If there was a massive leak from Chinese intelligence or Russian intelligence, and we find out it was this video game dude who was 20 years old in their National Guard, we'd be like, what dopes? How'd they let that happen? Yeah. How can you let that happen? That guy would have been killed 10 minutes ago. That's third world stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so going back to your point, David, you're like, how does that happen here? Unless it was on purpose. What's going on? You don't know. And again, I know that might be tinfoil, Hattie, but you really don't know. Just keeping an eye on it. Got a Jack Ryan movie in your head, don't you? (laughs) I love those shows, dude. I I admit it. I I really do. They're fun. A lot of fun. All right, it's this time of the show. Going around the table. Always looking at stories. Might not be the biggest one of the day, but it caught your attention. 
David, what's your story today? Oh, man, the dorks at Politico are panicked because did you know? Here we go. That some people store firearms fully loaded? What? That's that's what they're concerned yeah. about? Uh, they had a funny reaction to a survey about gun owners in America. The Kaiser Family Foundation, they, do, they you know, do a lot of surveys on health policy. And its surveys ask several questions about guns from a health or public health perspective. As Politico puts it, the answers were laced with red flags. <laughs> Fully 44% of parents with kids under 18 said there's a gun in their house. And a third of that group said the guns were stored loaded. <gasps> Close to If someone's thirds. breaking in, what do you want me to do? <laughs> right. Hold I on a second, bad guy. Safe, and then I'm going to go to the other side where the ammo is? <laughs> That's right. I got the magazine over here. <laughs> the pieces in this room can't have them together. What are, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, how is that a red flag? That's that's how most people do actually store them. Maybe depending on your personal preferences, maybe there's a round in the chamber, maybe not. But most of the time you do actually have a loaded gun because of what you just laid out. You're not going to have time to go and individually load every magazine <laughs> if somebody's breaking into your house. <laughs> these weenies I mean, they just it, it would it would it would it kill these national outlets to actually hire somebody who knows something about firearms and actually give that person a voice and actually let that person explain to these east coast liberal idiots how how people actually think and what proper safety is and why people do certain things it would make sense because they want to talk about guns so much, but maybe they don't want an actual expert that would no. explain it to them. Because then, actually, as you've seen so many times, even within your inner circle of people that understand it more, then come to accept, oh, this isn't what I've been told for years by right. media Right. when it comes to gun ownership. Like NPR, for example, won't do anything like that, but they will highlight experts in the trans dinosaur community. Yes, they will. Of course. By the way, David didn't make that up. No, that's actually true. That's a real thing. Yeah. Yes. It just seems unsafe to store it loaded. <laughs> you, I mean, you could have it, but you should have the, the bullet somewhere else. <laughs> right. Honey, have you seen the magazine? The new Oprah magazine? No, the magazine <laughs> with the bullet! <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. All right, Scott, what's your story? Well, if you remember last September, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, proclaimed that New York has a brand. He said when people say it, see it, it means something. He also noted that, you know, Kansas doesn't even have a brand. He got a lot of responses reaffirming his position that New York indeed does have a brand. And when he started to peel it back, though, it seemed like the brand was people being pushed in front of subway trains and Asians being murdered on the sidewalks. But besides that, he went a step further. He introduced a former elementary school teacher and anti-rat activist. I'm not even making this up. She will be the new rat czar in New York. Really? Kathleen Conrad, the mayor's new hire, will be known as the director of rodent migration. <laughs> no, that's not. That is true. Does it really say She's that? tasked with battling the potentially millions of rats lurking in urban nooks and crannies, subway tunnels, and empty lots. That, that's actually the title 
Yes, that's well, that's what I'm reading the, here. That's from the AP. The director of rodent migration. Yes. Let <laughs> <laughs> that sink in. That's incredible. So it her is, new man. job, which is city advertised with a help wanted ad. <laughs> there you go, a little rap for you. Yeah. Seeking applicants who are blood per- bloodthirsty and possess killer instincts and could commit to the wholesale slaughter of rats. She fit it. So I got an idea. Let's make sure everyone knows New York City is rat infested, said the woman who also divined the uh, woman dressed on the Bud Light can. It's great advertising slogan. So they're going to put her to the test. She's the rat czar. Now, no mention how much money she makes doing this job, ridding the city of rats. I'm guessing it pays decent. Just a guess. Well, what a crappy job, man. Yeah. I mean, if you actually are doing something. I mean, it's Friday. If you want to go rat deep cut, we could go with She Wants Money. She wants money. Well, no time. Oh, a that's story bad, from uh, from last year from ABC7 New York said uh, uh, they have budgeted around $120,000. For the rat czar. For the, for the, yeah, the director of rodent migration. migration. <laughs> which is just, a, what a great job title that is, man. Damn. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to kick the story I was going to do because it's depressing about the state of Washington and what they're doing there now. I mean, I, I'll give you just uh, the basic headline is this. The House there have passed a bill allowing no parental notification of runaways if that child is seeking abortion or sex change. Perfect. Don't need to, don't, no need to let the parents know. Kid ran away. What happened to him? No one's helping. I don't have to tell them. Okay, because they're going to a safe place where they can have their sex change or abortion. God, no, I, I'll go with this story for my story today. I happen to see this going through a bunch of news today. Um, researchers have found that men with a higher sex drive live longer than their peers. Hmm. Okay, uh, this research was done in J- uh, Japan. They surveyed and looked at the health data for 8,500 men mostly in their 60s, okay? Those who were still very much interested in relations Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, had about a 70% lower risk of dying from any cause by the end of the research. Motivation to stay alive. I just want to say to the wives, the ladies out there, this is life-giving, okay? It's what we're talking about here. This could be a matter of life and death for your man. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? There's, I heard a joke on the old Prairie Home Companion joke show years and years and years ago. Yes. And it goes something like this. A man and, a, and his wife go to the doctor. Uh, the man says, or the doctor says to the man, hey, look, we're going to go over your test results, but I need to talk to your wife privately for a moment. So the husband leaves. The wife is there with the doctor, and he said, it doesn't look good for your husband. Uh, If he is to survive, you're going to have to do a number of things to help him stay alive. You are going to have to cook for him. You're going to have to clean for him. And most importantly, to keep his stress levels down, you are going to have to make enthusiastic love with him at least three times a week. Okay, can you do that? And she says, wow, that's a lot to think about. She leaves the doctor's office. Husband asks her, hey, so what did he say? 
she looks at him and says, he said you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> absolute classic. That's a classic. <laughs> she was tracking for a while until the word enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I can't do it. No. Uh, okay. Uh, MAGA Incorporated. Here's an attack ad on Ron DeSantis that you have to hear straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. The Millennial is David Van Camp and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. <laughs> David, you uh, texted me the ad. I had seen it. At first, I thought it was joke. Then I've come to find out, no, this was real. Yeah. For a second, I thought it was like a deep fake because you don't know what's real or what's not with AI anymore. No, Super PAC supporting Donald Trump's reelection is buying airtime on CNN, apparently. Good to help the bottom line to an audience of no one. Yes. Uh, to attack Florida Governor Ron DeSantis with everything going on. And I understand there's a separation between the Make America Great Again Incorporated or whatever and the Trump campaign. Legally, there has to be at least. Yep. Man, this reeks of desperation and insecurity, though. It, and it's just a bad ad. That's the thing. It may, It's so weird. Yes. The ad shows a dude eating a bunch of pudding cups with his fingers. Yeah. Because, because that's what DeSantis was rumored to have done. There was an anecdote about him on a flight at one point. <laughs> yes. I, whatever. Here's the audio from Make America Great Again Incorporated. Okay. Ron DeSantis loves sticking his fingers where they don't belong. And we're not just talking about pudding. DeSantis has his dirty fingers all over senior entitlements. Like cutting Medicare, slashing Social Security, even raising our retirement age. And we hear those little thumps, it's pudding hitting like yeah. paper and things or, you know, it's showing up everywhere. Tell Ron DeSantis to keep his pudding fingers off our money. Oh. And somebody get this man a spoon. And I, I, my one of my first reactions was like, one, it's weak. Uh, that's why are you lifting left wing talking points against a guy who's not formally running right now? It's stupid. Uh, you're also supporting CNN, really? That's yeah, going to be your thing. Uh, that's yeah. weak. And with all the talk about Stormy Daniels, it's a bad look to be talking about a candidate putting things where they don't belong. Oh, oh I'm my. just saying. Man, I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. It's like, look, I listen, man, again, Trump, I love you, but you got to I know you can't formally coordinate with the super PAC. They have to rein this in cuz he's they're making you look like a complete fool. It's really bad. If it was funny at all, why I'm laughing is it's so bad. I don't think anyone believes it. The whole pudding thing. <laughs> what does it have to do with anything? You know, but I mean, I think about Trump the way he went after John Kasich with the eating and everything yeah. else. Okay. Um, but all I could think when I saw that is that deep fake that we get requests to play all the time of how DeSantis should respond to yeah. anybody saying he ate pudding with his fingers, which was... I just want to make one thing perfectly clear. <laughs> You're right. I ate pudding with my fingers. I'm Ron DeSantis. If I want to eat pudding with my fingers, I do it. I don't give a shit. Who's going to stop me? You? Get the fuck out of my face. I'll eat whatever I want with any utensils I feel like. Pizza with a fork. Bring it on. Cheerios out of an empty coffee can with a back scratcher. 
Zero f given. Your mother. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and by the way, speaking of John Gates, did you hear what he had to say on MSNBC? Oh, no. Ron DeSantis really needs to make up his mind. He's in, he's out. I mean, oh, you up need yours, to John. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Dude, you're a failure. The God, guy yeah. said it'll be early May. Go back to Ohio. Shut up. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay trying to make sense of the leaked document situation that we have going on, David. Yeah. Well, it's hard to make sense of it. So they arrested this 21-year-old Air National Guardsman, Jack Teixeira, mm -hmm. uh, for leaking all of this stuff on, um, on his Discord private chat <laughs> called Thug Shaker Central. He was the OG. He I was keep the OG. That every, time, every time you say that, I think of that Rex and FX song, Rump Shaker. Well, that, oh, yeah. Well, well that's... That? Uh, boom boom yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. i'm glad yeah. you know that of course man it's the groove to rump shaker i just think every time i hear that that's what i think yeah. <laughs> that song pops in my brain yeah so anyway <laughs> so thug shaker central is an enemy of the state apparently they they just arrested the guy and uh joe biden was asked yesterday if he's worried about the leak because after all a lot of our allies are very worried about the fact that Thug Shaker International, or Thug Shaker Central, I should say, has mm -hmm. this kind of access to sensitive documents. Well, yes. Are you concerned about okay, the leak? Okay, guys, it's time to go. Let's well, go. Well, we got to move. I'm not concerned about the leak. I'm concerned that it happened. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of. I, think, I mean... Really? By the way he was arrested yesterday, I would say it was pretty serious stuff. <laughs> I know. I'm, you're watching some menacing-looking dudes all kitted out, taking this guy out, shaking him down, throwing him in the back of a paddy wagon and whatnot. And then, Walk backwards! You know, the, the first thing I think when I see that is uh, they are definitely not confirming or denying the authenticity of those documents. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean... <laughs> right. That was like Joe's big word of the week. <laughs> Contemporaneous, man. I'm, yeah. I can't believe he got through that one. He stuck the landing, man. He did. Good for him. My favorite part of the clip, <laughs> the handlers panicked that oh, he's going to start talking. Freaking out. We got to yeah. go. We got to go. We got to go. Come on. Guys, it's time to go. Let's well, go. Cool. We got to move. <laughs> Don't like, talk, oh, Joe. Oh, dear God. Here we go. No. Don't talk, Joe. I'm concerned about the leakages. Yeah, yeah. I'm concerned that it happened. Yeah, I'm concerned it happened. Whatever. But one of those things that parents put on their kids at the park, you know, the little <laughs> leech thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've read a lot of different reporting on this, right? We all have. I saw a piece at Red State, you know, asking the obvious question, how did Jack Teixeira gain access to the documents? Um, and then why were all these stories edited? And just to spend a second on this, he is an airman first class, job title, cyber transport systems journeyman, working with the IT infrastructure, not analyzing intelligence. According to Jennifer Griffin at Fox News, he had a TSSCI security clearance. Obviously, 
He would have access to classified information and not documents given his job. But there are documents in the leak that someone in his position should not have had. Mm -hmm. That has been stated. Um, Now, the Wall Street Journal reported yesterday morning that investigators believed that the leaker was based at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, at the time of the leak. After the Pentagon briefing and arrest, the story then was significantly changed. The updated story made no reference to Fort Bragg, nor was there any note that significant changes had been made to it. And as the story goes, curiously, an NBC News story about the imminent arrest and then the actual arrest was changed several times. And just little parts of the wording was changed. And I guess you could make something out of that or not, but it's just interesting. Um, That first they said they had been tracking him for some time, and then they changed it to they were on to him for some time. And then they deleted that sentence entirely. So the question is, who told NBC News that they'd been tracking to Sheriff for some time? NBC claims that the sources were part of the investigation. Was it an FBI source or a Pentagon source? Don't know. More than an hour after the arrest, Gordon Lawson, a former Navy officer who was assigned to the Defense Intelligence uh, Intelligence Agency, referenced Teixeira working at Fort Bragg when he was on Neil Cavuto's show on Fox. Okay? But then at the same time, the Fayetteville Observer reported that Fort Bragg officials have stated that Teixeira never served at Fort Bragg and was never affiliated with any unit on Fort Bragg. Hmm. And so what does all that mean? To be honest, I don't know. But I got Van Camp's voice in my head going, this doesn't add up. Oh, it's a, He's a fall guy. He is a fall guy. I'm convinced of it. I... I don't know if the the flyer I took about Ukraine being involved directly to try to talk about how vulnerable they were in order to get more stuff from Uncle Sam. I don't know if that part is right. There is something else at play here. Well, then the the other question that's brought up is who was telling Reuters that Russia was behind the leak? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then Mark Thiessen, pretty smart guy. (laughs) His statement was the idea that a 21-year-old kid can expose sources and methods of how we spy, how we have penetrated the Chinese People's Liberation Army, because apparently we've exposed the fact that we know they have a hypersonic missile that can reach the United States, that they exposed our penetration of the Russian Defense Ministry that could affect the war in Ukraine. The incompetence is stunning. Yeah. <laughs> it is. No, it it is. truly is. Yeah. But th- not surprising th- either. I mean, not really. I suppose not you're with right. this administration. It doesn't surprise me when you're just checking boxes. And again, man, if if this was a second tier country in the world, and yeah. you found out it's a 21 year old kid that was in the National Guard that had access to the documents, and it ends up getting leaked in a chat room, and then through Minecraft, you'd be like, "This is comedy hour for these people." Mm-hmm. You don't think of the United States that way. So that's the part, but yeah, to your point under this administration. I'm going to have to hang around and watch all the Easter eggs in the movies that come out. <laughs> There's probably some sort of something in there, too. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I had grabbed audio for this next story. There's no use of playing it because everything had to be slowed down. So James O'Keefe is not with Project Veritas anymore, right? right? He's with his own group, OMG News. And so he released a video 
where you have two female inmates at the Washington State Correctional Center for Women discussing male inmates allegedly abusing the system by claiming to be transgender. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Really? Gosh. Um, of course they are. O'Keefe said the Correctional Center for Women has been the tip of the spear with inclusivity in the prison system as he explains that his news agency went to great lengths to protect the identities of the two women by significantly altering their voices and blurring out their faces. So you can hear them talking, but it sounds like this. (laughs) So I can tell you what they were saying. Um, Inmate number one, this woman said, so we have men rapists, men murderers, child rapists, men who have killed women are in prison for raping and killing women who get put in our rooms. Imagine coming into your room one day and you're in closed custody and you turn around and there's a man standing there peeing in the toilet because you have the bathroom in your room. There's nothing you can do. Jeez. Uh, she went on to say, I know there's some having sex with women. There was some assaulting, but no one reported it. Some of these men are not confused. They're just manipulating the system, which, of course, everyone predicted. Yeah, yeah of course. It's not equal because we don't get the same care and treatment that the trans get in here. They cater to the trans community. All you have to do is say that you're a woman, that you now, when you're in county, say that you identify as a woman, and you can come straight to here from county. The guys don't even have to go to the men's prison first. Does that surprise anybody that it's that bad? No. Are you telling me that criminals might try to use things to their advantage? (laughs) Wow. Mm. That's how they've made a living, a lot I mean, of them. I, you know, we made this point so many times when different states go woke and try to uh, say that, oh, yeah, you identify as a woman, you can be held in a women's facility. Uh, you know, prisoners are generally in prison. In some rare cases, they were falsely accused. But in most cases, they actually did a crime, and they're serving their sentence. Mm-hmm. They still do have rights within the prison walls. And women in prison absolutely have a right to not have a male sex offender being caged in with them. Dude, of course. It's common sense. That first inmate went on to say, there's nothing you can do but say you're going to kill yourself and then go down to the crazy unit to get out of that room. Mm -hmm. And if you refuse to go back in there, you get a major. You get in trouble. Take it that's some sort of checklist like, all right, you're going to be penalized for that. And she said, I told all this to the assistant secretary. Wow. And then the second inmate just talked about how her safety is in jeopardy because I cannot voice my freedom of speech. Wow. Said, I've heard some of these men talk about how they'd want to get a girl pregnant so the girl could form a lawsuit against the jail and say that he raped her and he's willing to go along with it. It's pretty much the mastermind behind his own scandal. It's just insanity. You know, here, here's my compromise with the woke left, okay? Uh, we will provide <clears throat> gender-affirming care for these men at the taxpayer's expense. You say you're a woman? All right, we're going to just lop that thing off, and then you can Help be you housed with the women. Right. Damn, I'm, that's a good idea. I'm good with that. You want to, you wanna, you know, say farewell to Mr. Uh, Mr. Kanish? To go be housed with the women, that's fine. You say you're a woman, right? Yeah. It's not mutilation. It's gender affirming. Affirming. Very good. I like yes. the idea, actually. 
Because uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of dudes that are all of a sudden dudes again. <laughs> They're like, wait, uh, what now? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the whole thing about the the scenario talking about get a girl pregnant because then there's a lawsuit, that's a million dollars. And then when that person gets out, then they have all the cash. Yeah. It's, cool. it's insanity. Switching gears, you're saying Stephen King is a transphobe? Oh, the author? A raging transphobe. Yeah. Whoa. Legendary horror author and guy who has just become insufferably woke uh, in the last few years. Uh, just blasted out on Twitter. I guess this was in response to Florida uh, passing the heartbeat bill, abortion yeah, okay. bill. He wrote, it's been said before, but it bears repeating. If men could get pregnant, abortion would be a sacrament. Sorry, sir. You're out of the club now. I have been reliably informed multiple times that men can get pregnant. Oh, that's right. Oh, you can hear the wokesters freaking out, can't you? (laughs) Yep, just like that. That's so true. Man. You really got to watch what you say. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier being where we're at i don't care you people are ridiculous it doesn't matter what you say you're going to twist it into something i'm just going with common sense but if you're woke you got to watch everything you say or you Mm -hmm. get kicked out of the club okay uh government agency is mad at twitter because it called it a government agency (laughs) we'll revisit that story next all right the markley van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins uh, January 6th. This was an all-out attempted coup. <laughs> yeah. It gets crazier every time I hear it. Without weapons. Uh, do you remember uh, the night before January 6th uh, when there were those, well, pipe bombs outside the Republican National Committee and the Democratic National Committee? Yeah. Uh, There's an officer, um, Michael Riley. He was the first responding officer discovered the pair of bombs um i don't know if you heard the story about him uh federal judge sentenced him yesterday uh to 120 days home detention and two years probation why well it's kind of a long story but he traded facebook messages with a man named jacob hiles advising hiles to remove posts about being inside the capitol on january 6th due to ongoing investigations noting he was looking out for someone who agreed with his political views. So saying Michael Riley, saying, hey, they're going to come down on people. You want to delete those photos of you inside the Capitol. You could be in a lot of trouble here. A little heads up. Yeah. Okay. He had been, you know, with the Capitol Police, well, for years. Um, but because he had traded messages, that was obstruction of justice. And so the U.S. District Judge, Amy Berman, said that Riley displayed shocking conduct for a law enforcement officer, particularly one who was a member of the U.S. Capitol Police and one who served on the day of the attack on the Capitol, the building you spent 25 years protecting. But here's the thing. It's 120 days home detention and two years probation. He is retired after 25 years on the force. Mm -hmm. And if you ask yourself the question, okay, Are you surprised that they didn't try to make more of an example of this guy? Because I haven't seen this story in too many places outside the Daily Wire. Maybe it's out there. I think they don't want to call attention to the 
fact that he was the first one on site with those pipe bombs because, you know, two and a half years, we still have no idea about that. And they had a guy on video. Yeah, they did, but the video is all grainy and whatnot, but apparently they couldn't track him at all. There's cameras all over D.C. Yes. All over D.C. But no leads, nothing. Couldn't find him. Couldn't couldn't do it. Hmm. So maybe they just don't want to make uh, too much of an example of this person. <laughs> they don't want to bring attention back to those bombs that were there the night before. Yeah. And what would, that was all about. And we'll probably never know. No. Which is really frustrating. Um, David, a government agency is mad. Yep. Well, uh, the U.S. Agency for Global Media... Uh, is not very uh, happy that Elon Musk has labeled them as government-funded, even though they are literally a government agency, um, because they, they operate uh, Voice of America, which, again, okay. government-funded, that 100% government-funded. And Amanda Bennett, the CEO for the U.S. Agency for Global Media, rejected the label during a State Department briefing when asked about Twitter's designation of Voice of America as government-funded media. Uh, she said, we completely reject the implications of the label government-funded. Of course we're government-funded, but it's potentially misleading. <laughs> <laughs> but you're government-funded. They're saying, well, this might give people the impression that we're government-controlled. I know I still live in my parents' basement, uh, but I do pay rent, so it's not really fair to say that I live in my parents' basement. Because <laughs> uh, I do pay for some of the utilities, too. It's like at least NPR. So it's not fair. It's, I think it's, me it's misleading. I mean, I, I eat mom's meals, and she does my laundry, but I still pay some rent. It's not fair. My rent is actually in hugs and kisses. But it's still rent. <laughs> that was the agreement. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, uh, biggest story of the day, David. Oh, man, we're still trying to unpack this big leaking scandal, which I like the headline from National Review today as they're breaking all this down. It's <laughs> They called him the dumbest leaker in history. Because <laughs> as the story goes, again, it's this, like, 21-year-old guy in the Massachusetts Air National Guard who just kind of posted classified information to impress his teenage friends. That is That is dumb. If that... If yes, that is but actually... they were part of Thug Shaker Central. They got a heavy rep. You mess with them, you'll find that out. I'll tell you what, here's what I can do. I'll give you an Applebee's gift card if you can. <laughs> Forget the latest update on that story. Uh, oh, and another story you got to hear straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, I don't know if you saw the story. North Korea now claims to have tested new ICBM uh, that could hit the U.S. mainland. Ah, okay. That's the report. Okay. Usually this happens when there is a lot of strife going on in the world. And yeah. There's a lot of world news of war, and he wants to make sure his name is in the mix somewhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah, theme song. Kim Jong-un. Is this to the point wherever we see this now? We're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it sort of adds to it, but it's never at the top of the list of concerns. This is years ago. Uh, Jim Gaffigan had a bit where he talked about that. Here's North Korea. They keep rattling the saber. They keep saying, we're going to blow up the world. And a lot of us, I think I'm at the point where I just say, just do it already. <laughs> just... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he's saying it forever. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything anymore. Whatever. Go ahead, do your thing. K-pop Kim Jong Star. <laughs> oh man, we haven't heard that in a while. Kim Jong Star. That was the original theme song. Because he reminds them all to get back to work, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Back to work. <laughs> yes. Yeah, whatever. You're going to bark all day, little doggy, or you're going to bite. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's out there. Um, you said you had an update, David, on the leaker? Yeah, so the 21-year-old Air National Guardsman out of Massachusetts who was accused of leaking top-secret information. Uh, I saw this on the New York Post. Uh, as they were uh, looking for him, and he knew that the feds were on to him, according to government records, he was frantically searching the word leak on his government-issued computer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jack Teixeira started trawling through classified intelligence reports looking for the phrase on April 6th, the date the New York Times published the first article detailing secrets of the Ukraine or of how the uh, secrets of the Ukraine war had been posted on Twitter and Telegram, according to the FBI affidavit. Uh... The search was directed by an unidentified government agency which can monitor certain searches conducted on its classified networks. So he's like, oh, crap, the New York Times is reporting this leak. Uh, uh. <laughs> which probably did actually contribute to him. Maybe it is. Maybe he I, – I, I tend to think there – my gut reaction was this is a smokescreen. This seems totally unbelievable that this 21-year-old Air National Guardsman who wasn't working for the feds – would have had some sort of access to this. It just seems very odd to me. Maybe mm -hmm. the government really is that incompetent. That wouldn't surprise me. And maybe this guy really is that dumb. It's very possible. I mean, he's a young guy, and I'm trying to think. I, and it's almost not fair when we all think of ourselves at certain ages because this kid has to be smarter than me at 21. <laughs> I mean, has to be. And at the same time, okay, you're wanting to show off for your buddies. Check. You found yourself in this situation in the National Guard where you can get this classified information like that none of your buddies would believe. No, I have access to it. Yeah. This is how I'm playing it out in my mind. Yeah. I don't know that this went down this way, but this is the way it, it happens when I think about it. I could prove it to you. Oh, really? This is all his buddies on what? Thug Shaker Central, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll post it on here thinking, okay, it's Thug Shaker Central. Yeah, I'm the OG, but who's ever going to see this? Yeah. No one's ever going to see this. So also apparently it was pretty easy to find him because he used his real name and home address for billing information associated oh, with his Discord see, account. Getting back to the dumb guy. there. <laughs> Maybe he really is that dumb. All right. Okay. <laughs> if he's going to go on a Discord account. Yeah. Okay, so he uses his real name. He's ne I, He can't ever be thinking that they're going to be able to track it to me. I don't honestly think the guy thought, I'm going to be the next Edward Snowden. I'm going to be oh, a whistleblower. No, no, no. no. I, I think I, some people are putting him into that arena. Yeah. I don't think that was the intent. I think it was just a young, dumb guy that did something incredibly stupid. So I got to admit, and I know what he did is wrong. I'm not making a case, oh, let him go. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as many stupid things as I did, 
when I was younger. There's a part of me that kind of feels sorry for the guy. Like, I don't think he ever intended it to go like this. Yeah. Well, he won't get a second date now. Yeah. He switched to using actual photographs of printed out material because he was worried that he was, I guess he was using a government computer on this thing. Yeah. See. He was, he was worried that there would be a text search function if he continued to type it out himself in the chat. So he's wow. like, well, I'll use the photos. No one's ever going to find that. Oh, my gosh, dude. Come on, Okay, hold man. on a second. I'm, I'm about to kill my own argument. He was an IT specialist, correct? Yes. He would have to know these things, right? Well, you would think. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, like, if you're dude. in the IT department, you would know this is going to come back to you. You realize that. But maybe he didn't think it would ever get out there. I don't know. Who knows, man? You send it on the work computer. It's like, I, you know, I if you can't trust randos on the Internet to protect secret information, then who can you trust, right? I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, they had a pact. <laughs> Doug Shaker Central, man. <laughs> We're bros. <laughs> oh, no. And all of a sudden, <laughs> downloads of Rex and Effect Rump Shaker go through the roof. Yes. Okay. In case you ever wondered what happened to him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, other news out there. David, you have the story of a business owner saying the new IRS rule is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Remember, uh, we talked about this as they were rolling this out. The Biden administration rolled out new rules for anyone who gets money through apps like Zelle and Venmo. A lot of times it's just somebody, you know, babysitting or doing a little bit of yard work or something. Not necessarily a full-time thing. And so it used to be that you had to make over $20,000 over 200 transactions in order to have to report these earnings to the IRS. Okay. Because the, the thinking was, hey, look, you know, if you're just, you know, in the gig economy, if you just kind of mow someone's yard occasionally, not that big of a deal. You're not really starting a business. You're doing a favor for a friend. What's the difference between that and them handing you a $10 bill? Right. Right. Well, now, under you know, because the Biden administration, they're holding people accountable. <laughs> now, anyone who earns over $600 on the payment app through a year has to... Uh, fill out a 1099k form yeah ebay will send it to you yeah make uh, sure you have it the government needs to make sure that you know middle and lower income americans are paying their fair share they say they're going <laughs> after the millionaires and billionaires but right. really what they? it is is they're fleecing everybody who just yeah. makes a couple of bucks on the side yeah. uh cbs news talked to a dude who makes furniture and he's worried about basically just messing up the documentation and getting nailed with a fine I bet. A $2,500 penalty for a, a business that's doing $2 million a year, not a big deal. For somebody like me, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to different people that have sold things on Etsy or eBay, just different things like that. And then, well, some have bailed out of it. But others, it's like, yeah, it's over six hundred dollars. You're just going to have to pay, and then you know, there's all of the fees. So I don't know. And I, if you've been in that game, you already know this. But if you haven't, so buddy, not long ago sold something. I think the sale price was about four sixty. Shipping taxes, everything else, and I think the shipping was only maybe ten, 
between 10 and 15 bucks. The overall price for the person that bought the product was $502. What my buddy ended up getting out of that was 399. And you know, you're going to have to claim everything even though it might be something that you've already bought and paid taxes on. Yeah. People are incensed by it. Well, they should be. This is ridiculous. Yes. This is nickel and diming people. Instead of going after millionaires and billionaires, it's, it's, it's effectively raising taxes on middle class and lower income Americans. Yes. And I mean, I'll, I'll just say, I mean, there, I'm sure there are some, uh, you know, side gig landscapers out there who have switched to cash only. Because oh, it's I'll, like, well, it's got to be I'll on the table you. now. Yeah, you, yeah. We're not doing the, the Zelle thing or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. For services like that, I've heard of a number of different people. That might just want to go the cash route. Yeah. Do that for the person that's, you know, doing the business. Okay. David, I know you saw this story. Mm -hmm. I saw this story. I don't know if, Scott, you've seen it yet, but we're all familiar with mm -hmm. this story. Well, and it's an update. And it's terrifying. Well, we've talked about this before. The Cascadia Subduction Zone. Yes. This is off the coast of Oregon. Mm -hmm. And it is the thing that goes boom once every, what, uh, 300 years or so, three to 400 years. There was an article in the New Yorker, I believe it was 2015. Yeah. And uh, we had been on in Portland maybe a year when that piece came out. I remember talking about it in front of an entire group of people around Portland and just trying to, you know, understand the level of concern. Everyone was concerned. Some people were saying, well, we're going to stay here no matter what. Other people were like, yeah, it makes me want to think about moving. Yeah, because if the big one happens, talking about this earthquake and then the tsunami afterwards, mm -hmm. it's destruction unlike you can imagine. Yeah, I mean you're you're talking about something that registers about an eight or eight or a nine. Uh, yes, and the last time it happened was January of 1700. And the report, as the reporting goes, native tribes in the area told stories about it for hundreds of years afterward. I mean, yes, because it it was so devastating. It was such a uh, and, and and you don't have the densely populated areas further inland like uh, like like Portland or uh, fairly close to where the first waves will hit like Seattle. Oh, and for our friends in Seattle, I mean, a lot of the houses there are basically on sand. Yeah. So it, it, that's and the tsunami would underneath. go all the way into Portland. Yeah, Gosh, all the way. It's crazy. Coast. So now oceanographers working off the coast of Oregon have made a potentially alarming discovery. They found a vent in the ocean floor that's pushing out warm water. Now, you may might not think ah, it's not all that dangerous, not a big deal. But they're saying that the chemical composition of the water suggests that it's coming from a deep vent and it's located on top of the Cascadia subduction zone. Yeah, can we get some HVAC guys down there? I don't think that. I don't think that does it, Scotty. No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. They're they're not they're not saying for sure this means it's about to blow, but it is one of those like, Gosh, hey, you know, maybe this sign. was here for a long time. Yeah, but they're a little worried that maybe some pressure is being released, and that means oh. that some shifting may be happening soon. And all I can think of is that movie San Andreas. Yes, Dude, and I I'm going to play thing. it. And yeah. the reason I'm going to play it, because anytime we've ever done this story, yeah. we played this trailer for comedy, and I remember people saying, that's not funny. A lot of other people said it's very funny. But if you have any superstition at all, every time we played it, it hasn't happened yet. So I don't want to mess with that mojo. Do you? No. We'll get hit again. And it's going to be a bigger monster. Oh, my God. The Earth 
will literally crack open. And you will feel it on the East Coast. Oh, oh my God. Uh, yeah. See? Jeez. I think David tried to make the argument one time. Every time we did play that trailer, there was some sort of activity somewhere. Dude, we had a run there. I, there was a, like a gas explosion in downtown Portland. There was a tornado in another part of Oregon. Another time we played it. I mean, every time something happens. That Was that 2016? Yeah. But Great. the big one hasn't happened. Big one has not happened yet. So we're just rolling with that. Great. Okay. Um, by the Find way, shelter. it's uh, Friday. That means we'll have a Friday Five. Uh, it, the topic today, the Friday Five, has nothing to do with any earthquake. I'm just saying that ahead of time. You'll know what I mean when we get there. Okay. Well, we got to get set up for that, by the way. Um, also, another news update. Because uh, there's more and more coming out about this leaker. And the whole situation with the classified documents. We'll give you the latest in just a few. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So we're still going over the history and the life and times of one Jack Teixeira, the 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman who allegedly leaked all of this classified information on a chat room over the course of several months, and apparently it was to win an internet argument and prove that he was big deal and he was going to talk to the teenage friends of his that he was going to shepherd them in their discovery of what the government is really up to. Right. Um, I think there's a writer named uh, Beckett Adams. Mm-hmm. Put it, I think, very, very well. Going to prison for the rest of my life because I wanted to win an argument and impress my Minecraft community is the most online thing to have happened in the past 30 years. Boy, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, all I can think is McLovin somehow joined the National Guard (laughs) and got himself into a whole lot of trouble. Super bad, too. Here we go. Super bad two. High times at Leavenworth. I can't even remember the kid that played McLovin, but that's when I saw his picture. I'm like, oh man, he's in over his head. He didn't know what he was doing. No, I the the according to the feds, he was also over the last week or so frantically searching on his work computer for the keyword leak to try to find out what the feds might have on him. Which again is just drawing a bright red circle around yourself, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for our Friday Five, uh, Scott, you were off yesterday, and David and I were kicking around. What should we do? We're coming up with different, you know, ideas. And David had an idea for a countdown. Yeah. Well, it's the group that this idiot had was uh, Thug Shakers Central. Yes. So I thought, what about songs in honor of this dope? Yeah. What about songs with shake, shook, or shaking in the title? Well, the other thing, man, and this sounds disrespectful, it's Parkinson's Awareness Month. So many fundraisers are shake it off for Parkinson's, oh, yeah. shake, rattle, and roll. Yeah. So it's all part of the theme. Mm-hmm. I just saw Britney Spears wants to, quote, shake up the world with a new memoir, tell-all. Oh, God. Let's keep that out of this countdown. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, songs with shake, shaking, a form of shake in the title. What a great list this is. As you know, 
We go by how big a song was it, test of time, how much do you like it. We put it all together. If you want to get in early, the number to call, 210-619-2053. It's shaking for the Friday Five next. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, it's Friday. It feels good. This is where we do our countdown, the Friday Five. It starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Okay, no break from news. Well, actually, this incorporates news today or friday five uh songs with shake in the title why david oh because in honor of that idiot air national guardsman who leaked a bunch of information to impress his minecraft buddies mm-hmm. uh his group was called uh thug shaker central <laughs> which i just think is freaking hilarious it is so it is. why not songs with shake shook shaking whatever in the title and the number to call is 210-619-2053. We rank them by how big or iconic is the song. Two, does it stand the test of time? Three, how much do you personally like it? We have our list. Scott was not here yesterday for the voting. No, I can tell. No, it's it's solid. So who's up first? <laughs> let's, t- let's talk to Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Hey, happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday, Mark. What you think of Hey, uh, my guess was... Uh... For my favorite Hoover vacuum salesman, uh, Brian Johnson of ACDC, and uh, you shook me all night long. Mark, you're going to have a great weekend. Go. <laughs> Number one. I would say that's it's not even close, is it? No, it's really not. I mean, that's a, that's a huge song, iconic song. It has stood the test of time. I mean, that song is playing on the radio somewhere right now. Y'all, I love the song. I love yes. the guitar solo. You can sing along to it. It's just awesome. Yep. Go ahead and sing along to it. Well played, man. Excellent. Yeah, that's a great number one. All right, who's up next? Uh, let's talk to Donald in Washington, D.C. Hey, Donald. Good afternoon, boys. This is the 45th and 47th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> the Don, thanks for checking in again, man. How are you doing this morning, boys? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to see someone shake, just look at nasty Nancy Pelosi after not hitting the bottle for about 25 minutes. She shakes <laughs> like a leaf on a windy day. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you say that before. Yeah, that was a good one. Was, the song I have written for you today is uh, by a beautiful woman, probably the most beautiful woman to ever have so many exes. It is Shake It Off by the amazing Taylor Swift. Well, yes. Because the players gonna play, 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 and the haters gonna hate. 
saw a buddy of mine this morning. He goes, come on, man. Tip me off. What's on the five today? I told him. He goes, Taylor Swift? I go, Robbins wasn't there yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get a vote. He goes, yep, that's not the five then. <laughs> no, it's not going to make it. I'm, I'm a little like... A little shaken by that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just don't really know what the test of time is on that. It's hard. Well, in I that don't world, either. I the, don't know. in the pop world. Uh, we were rolling that around yesterday, and even if you give that somewhat of a high score, it would be a ten for a hit, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Even if you give that an eight for test of time, at least with my personal like score, it still doesn't get to the yeah. to the five. It, It'd it, be close. It almost got into my five, and one of the reasons why my personal like has come up a little bit on it. Uh, because my daughter and I had a dance party, oh. and that song came on, and she freaking loved it. Yeah, then you throw all the rules out. Yeah. Yeah, then you love the song. Yeah. Because I think you would have had it maybe in your top three, Scott? My top five, certainly. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Right, top three. I'm not sure about that. Let's, okay. Let's talk to Jim in Portland. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. You know, I'm I'm just thinking you were talking about a certain song earlier, and I could just see Scott at the club back in the day with a drink in his hand, cigarette in the other, mm-hmm. telling the ladies, you know, all I want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Rex in effect, baby. <laughs> I think this was past your time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I played it though. This was a '90s song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quick story about Rump Shaker. Okay. So this was a whole group of people. We were either in Mexico or Jamaica. I can't remember. But there was one girl in our group who had left early, and my wife and I were down there, and they told her, "Oh, you left right before they played Rump Shaker." And she goes, oh, I miss Rump Shaker. Bummer. So every time I hear Rump Shaker, I think of that same scene. So bummed she wasn't there at the club when they played Rump Shaker. That was a big, big record. That was a huge record, no doubt about it. All right, songs with shake or a form of shake in the title for the Friday Five. Who's next? Let's talk to Anthony in Springfield, Oregon. Hey, Anthony. Hey, happy Chinese Friday. Woo! Yeah. Thanks, bro. Hey, Joe. Um, I am the third cousin, 14 times removed from Mr. McCabe. And, um, you know, I mean, I know all about that leaking. <laughs> so, um, just because of my age. But I am going to go with any money shaking, baby. Yeah. Number five. That's a test of timer. Oh, yeah. Pretty big hit. Yes. And that was the early days of MTV where they had like not that many videos. It got played a lot. Yeah. You want you want video trivia? Sure. Who was the girl in the video? That was dancing around the car. Um Apollonia. Oh, jeez, I don't know if I knew that or not, but okay. Yeah, that was like a year before Purple Rain had come yeah. out. Yeah. And now on with the countdown. We should do like girls that were in MTV videos. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to ask who Apollonia is. But okay, let's talk to. You m- never saw Purple Rain. No. I know you were born in '87, what's, but still, man. What's Purple Rain? I don't. I don't oh. understand any of that. Um, Gosh, you're not even speaking God. English right now. Let's talk mm. to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi guys. Happy Friday. 
Happy Mary. Friday, Mary. Always good to hear your voice. Well, it's good to call in and be able to get in and all. And um, today I thought of a couple, but I'm going to go with Shake It Up by the Cars. Yeah, good tune. Yeah. Number four. Shake it up. Shake it up. It's not complete for me unless Robin says the ooh ooh. Thank you. Is it fair to say you may not reach for this song, but when it comes on, it's a toe tapper and it's yeah, fun. Yeah, I never it's off. Like, yeah, it's fun. I don't, I don't yeah. reach for it, no. Yeah. And I like the cars. Yeah. Not my favorite cars, too. Yeah. But fun. Good mood song. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Kevin in Peoria, Illinois. Hey, Kevin. Hey, what's going on? Happy Friday, guys. Uh, Thanks, Happy Kevin. Friday, Kevin. Uh, Great to hear from you, man. Yeah, it's been a while since I got through, so uh, we're going to go right at it with uh, Shake Me by Cinderella. Whoa, dude, you never disappoint. Not their biggest hit, but that introduced them to the world. I still say, if they didn't have the hair poofed up in the first album cover, they're just a rock band. I agree. Yeah. I thought their Heartbreak Station album was a ro- very Rolling Stonesy sounding even. Yes. You know? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's a fun song. All right, who's next? Let's talk to our pal Mary in Panama Beach. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys, my fellow rock and rollers. And yeah, Mary. Scott. Wow. Wow. Man. That is hilarious. Finish him. I'm sorry. That's really uncalled for. It really is. I know, honey. I couldn't couldn't help myself. I know. know, They they give you such a hard time. Everybody's laughing. That's good. (laughs) Okay. All right. Mary knows the score. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm thinking that since. Scott wasn't there yesterday. This one might have a chance of making it into the top five. It's a little, little, little rockish for Scott, possibly. But um, <laughs> how about you shook me, Led Zeppelin? Oh, good call. You know you shook me. I happen to be a big Zeppelin fan. I'll have you know. <laughs> you shook me if this were just on personal, like this would be in my top five i love this song oh yes totally agree you know i don't want to go too deep cut everything but yeah it's always if it was just on personal choice i mean robbins would be going insane right now because it'd be you know, it'd be like motley yeah or maybe skid row But it's not. It's, you know, how big a hit was and iconic and test of time. All right. We got time for one more real quick, David. Uh, sure. Let's talk to Mark in Peoria. Hey, Mark. Hey. How's, there? Hey, How's Mark. it going, guys? I got to get my daily MVR fix today. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use uh, Shake Your Booty by Casey and the Sunshine Band because Jamie's responsible for half my CD collection anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, 
I do love this song. Number three. That's just fun. Yeah, I'm really glad I've noticed the non-rocker on here. Watching you chair dance to TC and the Sunshine Band. I have diverse taste, Scott. So do I, and I get <laughs> stuck in this Dude, corner all the time. You See? don't. You're not a big fan of hard rock. You have that's talked not, that's about. That's not fair. You talk about your love of like Air Supply and Dan Fogelberg. I never, and, I never and, say Air Supply. I might say okay. Dan Fogelberg. What are the other ones, David? Bread. Oh, please. I never it's bread. Never There's talked yeah. about that. We've never yeah. talked about that. Just, yeah. It's fine. It's, you know, it's, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Gordon right. Lightfoot. Yes. Yeah. There is that, you know. The Mary Panama Beach, though, that was an Alzheimer. <laughs> that one took me a second, too. <laughs> All right. Shake Songs, Friday 5. Uh, still looking for number two and some great honorable mentions. Coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, we got to finish up our Friday Five. We got a news update coming up in the Robbins Trifecta. Before we get there, uh, finishing the Friday Five. Songs with Shake in the title. There's your number one right there. You shook me all night long from ACDC. Also had Casey and the Sunshine Band at number three. Shake your boot. Shake it up from the cars at four. Eddie Money shaking at five. Had some great honorable mentions. And, David, why are we doing Shaken again? Well, in honor of the idiot Air National Guardsman who leaked all that classified information, allegedly, uh, his group was called Thug Shaker Central. <laughs> and I thought that's hilarious and a good excuse to do a countdown with Shake in the title. Love it. All right, back to it. Who's up? Let's talk to Brian and Gresham. Hey, Brian. Hey, aloha, Friday, gentlemen. Aloha, Brian. You know, speaking of loose lips, shink ships, it's a good thing that Stormy Daniels doesn't go out in a miniskirt during a windstorm. It'd sound nothing short of Joe Biden attempting to play a didgeridoo. Whop, 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 beep, whop, whop. You know what? I want to kick this reverse skate off the right way. This is off the Beverly Hills Cop 2 soundtrack. Let's go with Bob Seger, Shakedown. Yes. That was epic. Wow. Scott, you were in Top 40 Radio. That was the number one song. Yeah, big record. Yes. Never liked it, but it was a big record. Why didn't you like it? I don't know. I like Bob Seger. I just didn't like that song. Okay. Not a test of timer for No, it never Seger. gets played anywhere. Uh-uh. Anymore. I don't even know if he still does it live or did do it live. I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested uh, in actually looking that up. David's still it's uh, on record. Yeah, Sorry. David's still trying to gather himself. <laughs> Joe Biden playing a didgeridoo. <laughs> that's uh, that's descriptive, my friend. That visual is right there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's talk to Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey guys. So I was thinking uh, here in Oregon, living on the east side of the Oregon coast range, when that 10.0 earthquake hits, there's only one song I'm going to be thinking of. That's yep. by Elvis. All shook up. Good call, bro. Yeah. Number two. I'm all shook up. Got to admit, I love well, that song. Please don't ask me what's on my mind. I'm a little mixed up. You look confused, Scott. No, that's when fine. Eh? That it's Elvis. Are you saying it doesn't deserve number two? No, well, it wouldn't have been my in my top five, but that's okay. 
Not even in your five? I doubt it. Well, it's a ten for a hit. Test of time. What do we go with, like a seven? Yeah. At least? Mm. Personal likes it at least an eight. Okay. You may think this is crazy. I've made this argument before. We'll go deep into it. But if Elvis comes out in the 80s, that dude's a hard rocker. He's not a top 40 pansy. He is a hard freaking rocker. (laughs) I mean it. You yeah. don't buy that? Why would he want to make top 40 records? Who cares? <laughs> make, I'm just make saying, metal records no one listens to. No, All he, right. he, no, I'm saying hard rocker. He would have been Rick Astley doing that crap you played. I'm saying he would have been a freaking rocker. That's it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's my only argument. He would have been right there with Don Dockin. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been better than Don Dockin, but that's okay. We got somebody else? Yeah, let's talk to Randy in Portland. Hey, Randy. Hey, happy Friday, gentlemen. You too, Randy. Thanks for checking in. So I'm going to go with uh, the mighty ACDC again, and uh, how about Shake a Leg? Yes. Shake a leg. Shake your hand. Shake a leg. Wake up, Jim. Shake a leg. Kiss the kill. Shake a leg. It's another great song from Back in Black. Love that song. The top 40 didn't play. Okay, I'll, I'll call off the dogs now. Oh, by all means, don't. <laughs> you, you get your trifecta. You can give me back. That was a great Friday Five. ACDC, Elvis, Casey, and the Sunshine Band, Cars, Eddie, Money. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Okay, focusing on the big story of the day, David. We are, well, learning a little bit more about this Air National Guardsman who uh, threw... Uh, Thug Shaker Central leaked a bunch of classified information and why he did it and uh, or why he's why he did it allegedly I'll say that's what he is accused right now with the presumption of innocence however yes. if any of this is true what the feds are alleging this guy is the dumbest leaker in the history of the United States of America especially when he started googling uh Frantically leak leaking. <laughs> oh, God. Boat sink. Damn. Earth <laughs> the Robin Strifecta News Update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, or I should say updates. Yeah. David Van Camp. Well, one, the 21 year old Air National Guardsman. Uh, Jack Teixeira, who's been arrested for allegedly leaking all that classified information to his buddies online mm-hmm. on, of course, Thug Shaker Central. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, apparently he was on his government-issued computer searching for the keyword leak to try oh, to buddy. keep tabs on the investigation after the New York Times published that there had been this leak. Mm-hmm. And so not not exactly the cagiest of leakers that we've ever seen in the history of the United States. <laughs> if, no. If, in fact, he's not just a fall guy. Apparently, his stepdad had worked at uh, one of the bases he'd been stationed at as well, retired in, like, 2019. So, okay. I, you know, we'll we'll see what other developments come out of that. This is big news and surprising to absolutely no one with two brain cells to rub together. Okay. Remember a while back, maybe what, a month ago, uh, the state of Texas directed 
uh, state troopers to start patrolling the streets of Austin, Texas, because Austin has been in this spiral of violent crime ever since the city council defunded the police department. And I know, I know, you're going to get some lefty right in. Julie, they just bring more funding. You get fake news. See, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> they do sound like that. Is that once you defund a police department, that that so-called record funding that follows after the city descends into chaos takes a while to actually kick in. It's easy to tear down a building. It's really hard to build one. Yes. So well, and a lot of the video of the crime is like right during the day in yeah, front of everybody. In broad daylight. So I know a lot of the lefties also got mad when the state troopers were coming in. This is going to hurt Marjorie like me. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, hey, you know, violent crime in the city of Austin after a month <laughs> gone down 25%. You don't say. It's what weird. Do you know about that? When you put cops on the streets and those cops mm-hmm. arrest people who are breaking the law, weirdly, that serves as a deterrent to other potential criminals. Who but who, what about reimagining law enforcement? Yeah, reimagining law enforcement turns into a lot of death, you idiots. Yeah. Opponents have said the partnership could lead to more arrests for offenses like marijuana possession. Because Austin police, they don't arrest people for low-level marijuana possession, but DPS can. Uh, and look, the, the DPS and the chief of police in Austin say, well, no, they're not actually going around trying to round up anybody with a joint. They're actually trying to find people who are carjacking individuals, who are mugging right. individuals, who are stabbing people in mm. broad daylight. That's who they're getting off the street. Yep. Wow. You know, and on the other story with the leaker, which is so strange, we really don't know. Was he ever at Fort Bragg or not? No, it keeps going back and forth. There's no record of it. That's according to both uh, uh, news outlets around Fort Bragg and also news outlets in uh, Massachusetts where he was stationed. There's no record that he was ever at Fort Bragg. And, you know, you've definitely laid out the case. This wasn't a leaking mastermind. Mm-hmm. But isn't it curious? We still don't know who leaked the Roe v. Wade decision. Nope. Don't know that. Just gave up on that one. Yeah. No, probably never going to know. Don't know. They they were just a great leaker. Mm -hmm. That was it. There's no way to find out, even though there were only so many people with access to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that does not make a whole lot of sense. All right, Robbins, you ready for your uh, big three? Yeah, let's go, man. Okay. Well, you were off yesterday, man. There's a who knows how long you're going to be. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day with the Countdown King. I'm Casey Kasem. Big weekend coming up, Casey. Gonna get out and enjoy it or what? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm ready. He won't come three. to my house. So. Okay. <laughs> Number three, uh, I like this headline. I don't really know what it's about, but you say, uh, the question is, how much is nostalgia worth? I kind of came across this article in the New York Times uh, about the rise of heritage auctions in Dallas. Kind of an online and in-person auction house. It's been growing like crazy over the years because people are participating. Just an idea of where things are right now. The, the story focuses on those in new areas until fairly recently was considered junk, old VHS tapes. 
especially tapes that were still sealed and never been watched. Oh. <laughs> Got a few of those? No. Heritage Who buys a VHS auction. and never opens it? I, maybe you got it for a gift. You didn't want it. Maybe you already had a copy of it. I don't know. Okay. There was a guy that found a sealed first release version of Raiders of the Lost Ark at Goodwill. He paid a quarter for it, went for 20 grand. Golly. Grand. Another guy had created a time capsule for his kid. His kid was born in 1982, his son. He included new VHS copies of the first three Rocky movies, eventually sold them. $53,750 for Dang. all of them. Holy smokes. For all three Rocky movies. And again, you buy these things. I've done this for like, I had a friend of mine whose dad bought a Topps baseball card set every year on his birthday. He never could open it. It was all sealed as sort of an investment slash gift. I wonder how much that's worth now. And uh, he's never sold them. He did the same thing for his kid. Wow. There's some people that do that stuff, just buy stuff for their kids once a year. Uh, last summer, they auctioned off Super Mario cartridge for $1.56 million. And again, this all has to be sealed, never right, used. Right, it has Got to it. be sealed okay. and never used. But sounds crazy, but it's out there. So, you know, again, I know this sounds nuts, but as a collector, sometimes I am. I'm a novice collector. <laughs> I, don't, I don't play in the big leagues like these guys do. They don't, I don't have that kind of cash floating around. But that being said, I get it. There's some pieces you got to have. You see it for sale, and you're like, okay. If it's reasonable, I'm going to buy it. Okay. And the countdown continues. i got to tell you what I have right now that was appraised at over $1,000. What's that? It is a green vinyl copy of Fade to Black from Metallica, issued only to radio. I have a copy. You told me about it. 1000 bucks. Why don't you sell it? Someday, David, I will. <laughs> Why not? I, it's a thousand bucks, dude. I'd... When, it, when it's gonna when it's gonna become between me and living under a bridge, yes. <laughs> You're just gonna wait for James Hetfield to die, or? Well, you know, there is value in that as well. I hate to say it, but there is. New Metallica album out today. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Oh yeah, Casey already said. And the countdown continues. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. the Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three of the day. Two. Uh, number two, Anheuser Busch is claiming that the Clydesdales have been threatened and they're they've canceled some this event is... with them. Such a bogus story. Anheuser-Busch having a bad string these days. All self-inflicted, by the way, so it's hard for me to muster up too much sympathy for the company. But now they're saying they've had to cancel a couple of events that the Clydesdales were going to appear at because, well, of threats against the Clydesdales. <laughs> Who's threatening the Clydesdales? <laughs> no one is. Do they have the receipts? Not, I, not that I've seen. Yeah. Well, we've gotten these threats and we don't want to bring, you know, again. The, I don't believe anything. I don't believe this story at all. We aren't going to comment on the issue. They said everything is still sensitive. I was at a little coffee shop, and um, there were some older gentlemen. You could tell they got together just to, you know, kick it around a little bit. Mm -hmm. They were all mm -hmm. talking about it. Yeah, you know. The funniest part to me was uh, one guy's leg. It's about five billion they lost now. Probably a drop in the hat though. And the other guy goes, <laughs> and he didn't mean it with ill intent. It was just the way he delivered it. Or some transvestite or something. <laughs> dude, I was dying. <laughs> I do. Man, I feel bad for the delivery dudes. All right, I, I got it the other day. Man, I know these guys. Right, me too. We've gotten a couple of notes from delivery guys, and they're taking a beating out there. And it's not their fault. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's not even like your local distributor's fault. 
Yeah, different guys. I mean, and is, you're yeah. trying to tow a company line. and These you know. decisions are being made without any input from you, and, well, here you go. Well, and now the word is, I saw this right up on the Daily Wire, that um, that definitely the higher-ups in Anheuser-Busch had nothing to do with the Dylan Mulvaney debacle. It was some lower-tier employee who kind of went rogue. I don't know how much I believe that, honestly. Me either. I, 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 I don't. But, because wasn't this the head of marketing? But it, but it also, woman? But it also yes. w- wasn't a, uh, you know, official widespread campaign necessarily. I mean, this was That was about, the deal. It, it was sort of this hyper-focused one-time deal with this one particular influencer. And the fact that nobody in that company realized that this would blow up in their faces is, is remarkable to me. Me too. I agree with you there, David, 100%. Well, you wonder. Nobody even questioned it. I, I, you know. You know, the higher-ups, did they know that they made the beer in Mulvaney's image and sent it to him? I don't know. I don't know either. But. I mean, you wonder about that. The, the, you, the other part, man, I don't know if I buy it just like you, is that a lot of this has to do with the ESG score. And they're playing the long game. Because as far as, you know, if the Black Rocks of the world and the human rights organizations that control so much stuff of who gets money in the end, if you don't check off the boxes, then you're at a disadvantage. So you're playing a long game that even though you're going to lose some market share, long term, you'll make more money. It's blown up in their face worse than anything we've seen in recent history, that's for sure. It has, and it's just, I can't wrap my head around the fact that that one person alone was acting on this, you know? Yeah, this was... Easily predictable. Not buy another one? Yep. Oh, yeah. It's the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, and up to number one. Number one, a big COVID lawsuit settlement, you're telling me. This is crazy. A California judge has ordered San Jose's Calvary Chapel, a church, to pay $1.2 million in fines for defying COVID-19 pandemic restrictions because they met for worship and nobody had to wear a mask. Haven't we already discovered that it didn't matter? Don't we already know this? That's not the point. It does it matter? Control. Yes. You're absolutely right. So they, they said, the judge said, hey, you defied this, and, uh, well, 1.2 million bucks. It'll get appealed. It, I, it, it will. It has to, because come to find out, there's, there's absolutely no reason to do any of this. No. Um, there have been some decent reports on that story and some of it you're looking at like a 15 minute read to go through the whole thing no oh, yeah it's if you're interested worth it and they have been railroaded in a way that will make you disgusted it's awful they said the church was church. one of several large california evangelical churches that flouted state and local mask wearing and social distancing rules designed to prevent the spread of covid 19 they they kept a lot of things open, but boy, you couldn't get together for church. No, no. That was another thing. I could go down to the grocery store. You can go to the liquor store. Liquor store, but can't do that. No. Yes. Wild. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, mm-hmm. top three of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay, we got to get to another news update. There's a lot going on today, and Nimrod's in the news. Um, okay, adults playing dodgeball with kids. I mean, somebody's going to get hit in the face, right? Yeah. We'll tell you that story straight ahead. Okay. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Oh, man, you know, this is really controversial. Huh? The NRA. Oh, no. 
they're having a convention, you know. Yeah. In Indianapolis. And and liberal media is just beside that. How can they do this? Uh, don't they know what happened in Louisville? It, it's not good. Here's CBS. So you're not supposed to have this in Indianapolis because it's too close? Uh, here's Robert Costa from CBS News. Well, good morning. This capital city in a red state is now a crossroads for the national gun debate. And this event comes just days after a gunman killed five people in downtown Louisville and less than three weeks after a shooter killed three children and three adults at a Nashville school. Okay. All right. But did the NRA do it? No. Then what's the problem? And because they didn't fit the criteria that you would like, we don't know a whole lot about those shooters. (laughs) Hasn't been the breathless reporting that there usually is. So it's like a guy who appears to have been on the left side of the political aisle shoots up bank after learning he's getting fired. A transgender radical shoots up Mm -hmm. a school because, well, she was insane. And we still don't really know the motives because, (laughs) well, the Justice Department... They're trying to figure out how to spin this in a way that makes liberals look good. Uh, Remember the day when the FBI got involved because the police, up until a certain point, were very transparent about everything? It's like, we're not going to know now as far as that manifesto from Nashville because they're going to hold on to it. And sure enough, we still don't know anything. Yeah. You know, they pulled the same crap after Uvalde, too, because the NRA was having the— the convention in Houston, and they said how they need to cancel this event. Why? The NRA didn't do it. The NRA is not telling people to go and shoot up schools, for God's sake. Goodness, man. All right. Felt like we already started. Let's get into Nimrod's. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. Uh, For one of the few times, maybe the first time, we're starting in Oklahoma. Um, And this is a story of dodgeball gone wrong. Oh, this can happen. (laughs) I mean, people get pissed, man. Well, this is an elementary school where there's an employee. And we don't know from the reporting if it was a teacher or not. But it just says an employee sitting to the side while a dodgeball game was going on. Ball hit him. Uh Uh-oh. Kid had hit him on purpose. Mm. Okay. And another employee on purpose. So guy picks up the ball, hits the kid, said, You won't say you're sorry. You want me to say I'm sorry now? Kid's like, Yeah, you should say I'm sorry. Like, no, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. So the kid told the principal. They called the cops. Wow. Other kid said, Yeah, he hit him with the ball. Guy admitted, Yeah, I threw the ball. Teach him a lesson. Said he refused to apologize, so he paid him back. So he's facing charges for misdemeanor assault and battery. Now, Kid just should have caught it in the air. He would have had to leave the game. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. They ought to give that guy a pay raise. <laughs> yeah, opinion. I think so, too. Listen, yeah. man, don't start a fight unless you're willing to finish it. It hurts. You know, it reminds me, and I'm like, was this true? And I looked it up, and it was. Maybe you remember this from 2019. There was a study out of Canada that said dodgeball is an unethical tool of oppression that teaches aggression and dominance. (laughs) They all need the dodgeball to the head. And that's Nimrod's in the news.